Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Gloss, the celebrity and pop culture podcast and conversations you have with your best friends. Think of us as your weekly check-in for a coffee, a peppermint tea if you've got a little bit of anxiety, we understand, or a chilli mug when things get spicy. Hosted by me, podcaster Belle Crawford, and my best friend Anna Scarborough-Rawson. This week we have a get-to-know-us episode. Enjoy. So when we're going to Melbourne, um, and I'll better report back after we've been, actually no, I won't know. But when we go to Melbourne, I have a feeling, and I feel like he's confirmed it with my, like, I just sort of said something once. So my boyfriend's never met my dad because we're a pandemic relationship, right? Yeah. And I haven't seen my dad because of the pandemic. Anyway, we get sick of talking about that. And so I have this feeling that when we go to Melbourne, he's going to ask my dad to marry me. I just have this feeling. Yeah. And it's it's funny because I'm like you. I'm not in this, like, super hurry to get married. But I know I want to get married. I want to have kids. We've got time, even though society and, like, ourselves feel like we have to do it. I'm 33, so I want to do all this stuff in the next few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't met the right person. Like, when I was in my 20s, I was in a relationship where I just wasn't ready to have kids yet, even though that's what they wanted. I was 24, and I didn't want to have kids yet. I sort of – I was a career girly, right? Yeah. And that's okay. And so, uh, yeah, I just went on and, and hadn't met the right person. I've definitely known for quite a few years I want to have kids, and I'm – always been strongly maternal and it's definitely harder as you get older as well when you're single people sort of start shaming you I remember being with you when some people and they don't mean to but it's actually quite rude when people were like oh do you have kids at home as well and I remember you saying to me I like how you said no I don't ha- not yet like not yet because I yeah. it used to really upset me because people don't know how to treat people who are single sometimes especially women yeah it's yeah you get shamed for being single like oh what's wrong with you like why haven't you met someone yet and it's like go to a man yeah it's uh, yeah that's a whole other story but Lee and I have been together for over a year now and it's been really epic it's been a great relationship I'm very happy and so when we go to Melbourne he's going to meet my dad for the first time and I know they're going to go play golf together so that's cute they're going to have some like hangout times the, the boys playing golf boys being boys perfect time to uh, ask a question yeah but I just have this feeling and that's exciting to me but oh, like scary. also scary yeah wow. even though I know I want that it's just it's funny isn't it and like with the kid thing like I have pushed it out as long as I feel like I can like yeah. I you know what I mean like every year I'm like oh yeah 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 even though obviously I haven't been in the right situation and it's all happened now where I've met the right person but each year I'm like, oh, I'll just keep, I want to do all these things with my career. I'll do all these things. But then if you didn't do it, there'd never be the right time, right? Oh, there's never a right time. Like, honestly, I think I, I was 23, 24 when I met Tom, 25, pregnant with Freddie. Mm. Even though it was so wanted, I was crying my eyes out. I was like, Tom was like, I'm so happy over the moon. Like, this is what we want. Yeah, like, you've been oh, going through. Oh, wow. You've like, been going through, like, fertility so, struggles oh, and, like, I, then you get this baby. Yeah. I, I didn't tell him for, like, 24 hours because I was just, like, I did not feel Who'd real. you tell? Anyone? No. I don't know I how you. I went to work. I went into an open home. So I was at work with him doing an open home, like, just 
understand this. I don't know how you internalize this stuff. I like, I, I would have know. to tell someone, I'd like blurt it, I'd have to blurt it to him or something. I'm also the type of person though where he needs like the science. So he's like, it's just a test, it could be wrong, sort of thing. Also, at the time I was bleeding, I was spotting. So the oh. first times I found out I was pregnant, it's been the first time they thought I was having a miscarriage. Oh. So I had to go do a scan and there was no heartbeat because it was too early to tell, but they thought they could see like a sack. So then wait 10 days, get blood tests every day, every second day. Both my pregnancies have been, you just don't want to get excited. So there's never been that like elated kind of like, you know, that moment where you give them the pregnancy test. You're like, I'm pregnant and you hug and stuff like that. So it's always been a bit like, is it going to stick? But also at the same time, my life is over. I'll be so excited. But I also know. It's just scary. Yeah, it's a big, I already, yeah. Even though I want that, I still get scared of, well, one thing, I'm scared of giving birth. Like it seems, it seems so painful. Yeah. Like, even though it'll be okay, but I just, that idea, I, like, sometimes have nightmares about giving, and I'm giving birth, and it's, like, really scary. I mean, you girls do it, and, like, women I do it. I've never been in labor. Yeah, but you've still gone through, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a whole other, that's a whole other podcast episode. Mm. Is, is that, um, yeah, but, yeah, there's that, and then, I don't know, I just, like, I know I want it, but then it's, like, <laughs> I guess, yeah, it's that even at the moment we're looking for houses and, like, we're going to get our own place together, which I am so excited about, but at the same time you're sort of allowed to be a little bit sad that you're leaving that part of your life behind. For so sure. that's what I say to my friends who are single. I'm, like, don't wish this time away. Like, while I'm happy and so excited for the next chapter, yeah, you know, like, my room now and my place now, I moved here at a really hard, I had some pretty awful things happen at work that, that really upset me and really knocked my confidence. And I, that I'd already started the self-love club, I think it was a year previous, but that's when it started to get bigger and I took it to the next level and I was really building things up with my career with that, even though it was hard. Yeah. And like, so yeah, I've like rebuilt a lot of things and, and, and yeah, I've gone through some good times and I just have a lot of memories. So that's why it's like hard to leave behind the safe little space I set up. That's so valid. So normal. Yeah. Honestly, I look at my life now and I just cannot believe I don't feel old enough or mature enough to have two kids and mortgage like at all. I'm, I'm 30 and I just think whose kids are these? Whose house is this? Like how I just don't feel old enough. I still feel like I need my mummy more than ever. Like yesterday when I was sick, she's the one that I call and she's the one that takes me to doctors. I just, I don't know, no matter what age you are, I don't think you're ready for it. I don't feel like you think you're old enough. The more responsibility you have, I don't think you feel any older. You just deal with it. It's just, yeah, literally some days I just don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing all days to be honest. (laughs) Literally. And I was like, I'm just responsible for these two humans. No idea if I'm doing it right. But they just worship the ground you walk on and they think I'm the shit. So I guess I'm doing something Make right. the most because yeah. soon you might not be that cool to them. I know. I know. I told Freddie that all the time. He's like, oh, mummy, I love you. So we'll see if that keeps working. Yeah. Last year at Christmas, um, my sister and mum were asking me some questions about jewellery. Um, and my first reaction was, He's not going to propose to see because I like it. Just made me panic. Yeah. I don't know. Not that I don't want to, but just it. It we just hadn't. You know, we'd been together a while, but not like I don't know. Again, like we a long had time for my standards. Yeah, well, for you, you probably would have been married and like pregnant. But like, and that's fine. Like everyone's different, right? But for me, I just think I needed. I just needed that time, but I was. I guess in some ways, I'm lucky to have that time as well. Time is, yeah, definitely. Especially when I've had like hard and fast relationships in the past, which haven't been healthy and like 
So for me to have a really healthy one, which in some ways, some things have progressed way faster. But it hits different when it's not toxic, right? Yeah, when there's when they're a secure attachment type and you can have like proper... When they're consistent. And they, they know what they, they want. Oh my God. Oh, man, that knows what they say. Yeah. And they'll still annoy you. Like I remember even saying to my sister in the beginning, I'd be like, you know, if you're used to guys that are non-committal and, and a bit like, you know, emotionally not mature or whatever, and then you get a guy that wants, it's after the first day, he's like, when can I see you again? And I had to check myself I was like oh he's like he's so keen I remember this yeah. but then I was like, was like too, but... I was so used to guys that maybe weren't so I was used to guys that maybe would like keep you guessing Play and games with you. you know like date a guy that was like I love you and then disappear for a week or so you know like just yeah. playing messing with you like that it hits different when you're in a healthy relationship so we'll get to know us chats now we referred to on one of our first episodes the story about your wedding, you know, everything happened. I was really impressed with you. So we're going to take everyone through this journey. So for lack of a better word, <laughs> I met Anna as we've referenced through uh, your ex-boyfriend, you know, and then years later, we, not even that, I think I moved to, I moved from the Mount to Melbourne and then I came to Auckland and a little time had passed and we caught up and we've just always gone along and our friendship just got stronger and stronger and I've always loved hanging out with you and now hello we're doing a podcast so talk us through how you met your partner everyone is always really curious about hearing these stories I think particularly when you are single and you're going through the shit show that is dating you kind of like hearing these stories some people may find it makes them feel crap but I always liked it because it made it gave you hope (laughs) so it's nice to hear those stories so tell us about how you met your husband and talk us through the whole story yeah so I had just got out of quite a serious relationship that I just felt really drained, just really drained and depleted from. I was probably not in the best headspace. I was finishing my uni. I was finishing a degree in interior architecture, and I was just focused on that. And I literally just, I mean, that's such a cliche. I was not looking for anything at all, like the furthest thing from my mind. Given a bit of context, though, I have had stage four endo, and I have been having operations and treatments since I was 18, and I had... I had recently just been through quite a big operation for that and I'd always been told, like literally when I was 18 and I woke up from surgery and my surgeon was quite old school and I asked her, like, you know, how, how is everything? She's like, you're quite diseased for a young person. And she said, if you want to have children, you've got to have them as soon as possible. Can't have them naturally after 27. So literally since I was 18, like how unhealthy, walking around every guy you meet in like a nightclub are you the father of my children sort of thing? And it just puts a lot of pressure on stuff. Because um, I knew I always wanted to be a mum, but I just think that puts such an unhealthy pressure on things. Yeah. Um, and my last relationship, I just, I think sometimes you know when something's wrong and you just try so hard trying to fix something or just put, trying to make something work that's never supposed to work. And we all do that. Like yeah, we've all I think got, everyone does that. I think a lot of us as well, like you look back and you're like, why did I try so much? But it's just, there's a lot of things you don't want to give up. Yeah. You want to make things work. You know that when it doesn't work, it's really going to hurt. And it's, it's fair starting over. As uh, well too, I think. Yeah. Like, oh. And what becomes your familiar and it's, yeah, it's really hard. And it's one of those things I've always found breakups. One of the hardest things to go through. Yeah. It's, um, were. they're I awful. Think- I actually think that by the time this breakup happened, I was all good. It had, it was done for me. You'd done all the hard stuff before. Yeah, everything I needed to, and emotionally, I was fine. I was just feeling really drained. But 
Yeah. Who isn't feeling drained after a break? Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, back in Auckland, we had crossed paths before, um, and then I don't know if anyone knows of a bar that you see in Mission Bay called Rickshaw Eddie's. Um, I was up getting a drink there, and he says that he it was so nervous it took him like half an hour to pick his balls up and go oh. and say hi that he recognised me. Um, and we actually had our first date right there, and then I like left my sister-in-law's baby shower and we went and had a date. I was not that keen like I cancelled our third date and he sent me flowers like he was he was very persistent not in a bad way you know being a girl you just find any reason to try and make something not work I remember yeah it's funny isn't it it's like self-sabotage almost but also I remember when I was going on dates with Lee and we were going on some lovely dates and messages yeah and I'd be like I don't know if it's I think you and I are similar in this way even though I wanted that and I'd done a lot of work and you know, I've been in a solid relationship in the past where I owned a house with an ex and that was like, you know, a long-term thing. And then since then had sort of bits of relationships, but like nothing, I would say, super serious. And um, so, yeah, when I was going on dates with him, like it was a lot for me to even, I was like, oh, I don't even know if I want to go out. Like I obviously wanted to see him, but for me it was like I was so comfortable in my surroundings in my life and like it was through winter and I'd be like oh do I really want to leave like my nice warm house to go out for this date with this guy and talk about oh what's your favorite color again but obviously the conversation was better or else I wouldn't have kept dating him because it's very important to me and humor and stuff but I totally I totally relate but you've just got to put yourself out there a bit but it's like I learned it's that fine balance of you don't want to put yourself out there too much but you've got to it's honestly dating is the hardest thing ever and it's all about what space you're at and the person and like it's so many things and I think honestly I know people say it over and over again focus on your life it's everyone's like oh it's so lame and boring focus on your life create real cool stuff for yourself that's what I sort of did and when I created the self-love club that was actually after a breakup and I was like oh I'm you know you always do the most work on yourself after yeah and beautiful things can happen you know you might go on some awesome trip you might make a change in your life it kind of uh, it makes you reflect and work out what you really want and I think from great again it sounds kind of lame but like from great pain and can come some really breakthroughs like you can do some really cool things yeah Yeah. I've always been a big fan of like treating mean people pain so I don't know if that's how I got him like (laughs) joking but not joking (laughs) Um, but yeah so cancelled the date we had a couple of dates things were progressing reasonably quickly and then he actually went to Bali and I think it was quite good to have that little break but he was texting me non-stop he'd go places that had wi-fi like I was hearing from the people that he was with that he was not going out and he just wanted to chat to me and then (laughs) we had a date planned he like they had a flight and then some it was the biggest plane had an emergency landing and um it's in Australia it's like in the outback it's a big rock I can't it sounds ears rock ears rock it was a medical emergency and the plane had to do like a landing to let this person off he was like determined to get home for the state he booked extra flights like he spent the next year trying to get like money back from Jetstar or something because they said that yeah you book these flights and you'll get a get a refund but yeah so he made the date and came home because I was watching from the outside and I wasn't really seeing you a heap yet at that point we kind of got closer a bit later but then so from the outside looking in like I was so proud of you I was like girlfriend get him what she wants and then sort of things kind of progressed quite quickly so talk us through that timeline yeah, I, I do. I, I did think about it at the time, like people looking from the outside must have just thought, whoa, this is happening so fast. And I did think about that a little bit, but at the end of the day, I just, 
like screw what everyone thinks you just got to do what you want my family my like all really good friends are really on board and I think that really shows because you know when your parents my parents have never said a bad word about anyone that I've dated until like afterwards I've broken up with them he had a house that he owned that he had some flatmates we started looking for houses to buy so were you like living with each other at this point yeah, we pretty much like always just lived with each other. Like there was never, I always went to his place and then like he stayed with us. And then he was well aware from the beginning that if I wanted, if we wanted to have kids, we'd have to do it quite soon. But I think like he's, he's like oh, seven years older than me and he's had a past engagement and he's quite, he's been his own businesses and yeah. he's just quite mature and he knew what he wanted in life. And I think that honestly is the main difference is you meet someone that knows what they want because dated so many guys that oh my god same yeah so many guys don't know what they want fuck boys whatever you want does my head and like it's but then it's okay for people to not know what they want but it's so frustrating when you're dating people that pretending they know what they want but then when you're dating then they work out they don't know or you work out they don't know what they want and i know i'm sounding like a little bit people might think it's a bit crazy like gotta have this by this age and do that because you know you've got this biological clock ticking but like i quite literally had something ticking inside me that was about to explode. And it did mm. explode and I had a hysterectomy less than a year ago. So I actually found that taking the pressure off and like pretending like I didn't want those things. Like I was never the one that pushed getting married or having kids. Like Tom was the one that said both times like we should try for a baby. And I think that was the biggest difference was having a guy say that to you. Like it wasn't made to feel like it was my yeah my thing that I was pushing on anyone. It was we were on board the same thing. So we're trying for a baby and I knew that it would probably take a little bit longer than expected but because I had all the fertility issues we only had to try for like six months before we got put on the waiting list for fertility treatment and little did I know that Tom had asked my dad and my brother for permission to marry me I think it might be a Queen's birthday weekend they went out to put the set line out which is quite often something that they go and do on the boat knowing what I know now Tom was obviously so nervous that he had one job. He was supposed to bring the hooks or something like that. And they went out and they came back a few minutes later because I'd forgotten the hooks and Tom had forgotten the hooks and they were giving him crack for that. <laughs> they went out to the set line and apparently like he got, like, you know, I said to him, I would like to marry Anna and my dad and my brother being there. And I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be right. <laughs> I can just like, imagine I love your yeah. dad and your brother. They're so funny. Oh, yeah, that'd be right. Like, yeah, this sounds good. Yeah, yeah we like you. Yeah, cool. In the meantime, we had found out that we were pregnant. And again, going back to telling your parents, like just how embarrassing that is. My dad would, it was just like a little bit like me. He would just say probably something to make it less awkward. I remember him saying, oh, you don't have to get married. <laughs> I thought that was so fucking weird. Cause I was like, oh, I'm pregnant. And he's like, oh, you don't have to get married. Like he thought he was being nice to you or and something. Like he it thought was- he was taking the pressure off me. That's okay that you're not married or you're not engaged or whatever. But also probably trying, like, knowing very well that this guy's just asked if he can marry your daughter, like, a few months ago. <laughs> it was, like, like a nervous no blur almost. Yeah, I had no idea. Like, a uh. nervous twitch. He's just like, oh, you don't get married. Um, <laughs> so talk us through. Not that it matters, but I think everyone likes to. So you were together. How long until you found out you were pre- Or how long until you started trying for a baby? Two weeks. No, I'm kidding. Two weeks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was going to, like, not judge you, but I was also like, no, no, oh, my no. gosh. I actually, no, definitely not. I don't actually know how long it was. I can tell you how long it was that we were married. I think we got married like a couple of weeks before our one year anniversary. Whoa. And so how for how pregnant were you at your wedding? 18 weeks. Yeah. And you put this wedding together. Like you did the whole classic. Oh my gosh. You did okay. the whole classic uh, engagement, but it's going to be a wedding. 
Yeah, so we got engaged and I didn't realise until um, my sister-in-law, my future sister-in-law, my brother got engaged like a few weeks later in Hawaii and they started talking about weddings. I had not thought anything about wedding planning or just it seems hectic my, like not on my radar I yeah. was not that into it I always thought I'd want like a wedding and that sort of thing but I just was not that into it and um I'd made a few jokes to Tom about like oh we could just get married at our engagement party and he kind of like laughed it off don't know if he thought I was serious but we had this engagement party scheduled like just a Facebook event at my parents house and we started looking for wedding venues to get married after I'd had Freddie I don't know, when you get engaged, like trying to find a wedding venue that you don't know a million people that have got married at is so hard. It's so hard. Is it like find. a thing that you don't want to get married with so and so if you got married? Well, I don't know, like if they've been to a wedding there with someone else or like you've been to one and it wasn't like a good wedding or the marriage didn't work out. Like, I don't <laughs> know. So we went out to Carry Bay Boom Rock and it had just opened so no one we knew had got married there. And we were like, yeah, okay, we'll get married here. Tom, being like the very analytical guy he is, he was doing a spreadsheet. Yeah, well, good. We and, need that, don't yeah. we? And I kept saying to him, Otherwise like, we'll blow the budget and it yeah. will be like, you know, hello, we've got no money for a very long time. <laughs> I kept saying to him, you know, let's get married down engagement party and he was doing this spreadsheet and he turned to me and he was like um you know like you say you want to get married at engagement party I was like yeah he's like are you serious because he's realizing how much you'd <laughs> save <laughs> and I'm like, yeah cool and literally the engagement party we had booked in was I think like three weeks away I rung my parents that night and I was like oh we're gonna we're gonna do a wedding and they were so on board it was just it all came together I I had to ring the person that was going to design my dress like so how long did you have to plan this wedding because I know you've told me about weeks oh my god that stresses me out so much you can help me organize so many things so quickly oh I just think like if I had a year to plan it I would have left it to last six weeks that's just the type of person I am yeah I love that about you though because you don't have time to second guess like your food, your guest list, your dress, who you're marrying, like anything. <laughs> Looking back, it probably it wasn't you it wasn't the dress I thought I was gonna pick. I thought I'd have something a bit more fitting and stuff. Yeah. Yes, but it's like to put a photo up on the gloss podcast. Honestly, I went and tried it on. It fitted like a glove. I wasn't showing hugely, but you could not tell I was pregnant. And I did not want people to think it was like, you know, a shotgun wedding. I did not want people to think it was about Isn't it funny how we have to think bad. about all those things when we're doing stuff? Like honestly, we're both overthinkers and I think uh you're worried about people are gonna think. It's your life. Like life is actually short, even though we're obviously alive for a hopefully a long time. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like just do what you wanna do and who gives a crap? I'd be interested to think, like, to find out who thought we were going to last. And, you know, we're six years down the track now, and everything did happen so fast. But I just think it all worked out how it was supposed to, like... To you, and everyone's different, did you... Because I, in my mind, and obviously you've told me you can't be fussy about it, I've just always wanted to get married before I have kids. Not for religious reasons, even though I was brought up Catholic. Just because, I don't know, I just I just want that for myself. And there's everyone no... Everyone wants that. Everyone. I just, a friend of, like, one of my best friends has just had a baby. And she always had this idea, like, I want to be engaged and then married and then have a baby. And she ended up being pregnant. She just had the baby. She did get engaged while she was pregnant. Yeah. And it's just, like, that timeline, it just, it always... And I understand that, yeah. I get your timeline. In the ideal world, Tom and I would have had heaps of time by ourselves and like that is probably the only thing that we look back now and we wish we had had a bit more time by ourselves but knowing what we know now if everything hadn't played out how it's supposed to probably wouldn't have the two kids that we do now exactly um so it's just I just honestly it, it sounds so stupid and when you're going through 
the issues and fertility problems and all that and it's really hard to like see the end game i just think it all does work out how it's supposed to just trust um, and go yeah. with it yeah and that's pretty much our engagement party slash wedding slash whirlwind i think you were yeah when you dealt the cards you were with your fertility and you know isn't it a blessing that you did because and we will talk more on another episode about your endometriosis and your hysterectomy which you know when you've when you've told me what you've gone through is a lot and We've talked about endo a lot on um, on the Self Love Club podcast, mm-hmm. and that's always really helpful to people who have it because uh, it is such a you know PCOS and all the things and infertility. So we'll go through those again another time. But yeah, I think it's a really lonely thing that you do think you're alone when you're going through it, but it's only through talking about it that you hear other people's stories and you hear that it's really a lot more common than you think. So I think it is. Powerful to talk about those sorts of things. That's all we've got time for. Thank you so much for listening to our show, listening to Gloss. Make sure if you haven't already, you hit subscribe. We are a newbie in town. We are the new family member of the Self Love Club Media. So hit follow on your podcast app. We're on Spotify, Apple, all of them, and you can select automatic downloads. Make sure you leave us a five-star rating as well. And if you've enjoyed listening, write us a kind review. You can share the links with your friends, your family, with everyone. Find us and follow at Gloss the Podcast on Instagram. We'll leave everything in the show notes where you can find us as well. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.